This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. On this podcast, I amplify the feminine voice and curate feminine glory so that you, my listener, find your own fierce and lovely story. It has become somewhat of a sacred journey for me to uncover the stories of women from around the world throughout time and present day. The more fierce and lovely women I explore, the more I fall in love with the one in whose image we reflect. My hope is that in this space, you embrace your own beautifully ordinary life as the majority story most of us are living. Hello, fierce and lovelies. If you're new here, welcome. I usually invite a woman who is living a fierce and lovely life somewhere, somehow, but the time has always been in the present. Well, if you've been following my journey this past year, you know that I have been awakened to the story of women from the past. I have newly discovered that though history has largely been told through the eyes of men, women helped write it. And I have been on a quest to explore these stories in the places I travel and I've been writing curated city guides for my email subscribers. So far, I've released Amsterdam, Paris, and Edinburgh, and Washington, D.C., and New York City. And this Friday, um, this is the week of September, this Friday, first week of September, I will be releasing Denver, Colorado. And next month, I'm finally taking you to my beloved Istanbul. So in anticipation for these new guides to hit your inbox on the first Friday of each month, I've decided that this season of the podcast, I'm going to feature one of the women on my show the week that the guide releases. So one of the women that I have unearthed and will talk about in the city guide, I am going to share with you in the show that week. And so today's format will be similar to Uh, July's mini-series when I took you on the road with me for short vignettes of women I encountered while on sabbatical in Europe. And let me start by answering a question I am frequently asked. How do you find all these stories? That's the number one question women are asking me. And I have to say that I will confess, admittedly, I love to research. It's like been this thing I've geeked out over. So there's that. But also, I am an Enneagram one. And you need to know that that factors into this as well. So Enneagram ones are typically known as the reformers. We want to get things right. We're kind of can be a little perfectionistic. So the thought of having limited time in a place to explore drives me to curate the very best restaurants and the very best experience options so that the day is perfect and I don't leave disappointed. But here's the key to finding stories of women. If I could give you one secret, the very key to all that I have discovered. Are you ready? Here it is. Assume they are there. Assume the fingerprints of women touched this city. 
this famous building, this piece of history. If you are looking for them, you will find them. So for example, when I was in Washington, D.C., we were walking between the home of uh, Clara Barton, her home and office where she started the American Red Cross, and the White House where Eleanor Roosevelt befriended the African-American Mary Bethune. And on the way, we passed the Hoover Building, the FBI headquarters. And I thought, huh, I know there's a story there. What is it? And so I just began researching women, Hoover, FBI, and one thing led to another. And I found that the main World War II code breaker who worked at the FBI was Elizabeth Smith Friedman. And I wrote about her in the DC City Guide. So assume that there's a story there and you will find it. So that brings us to this month and the city of Denver, Colorado. Now, whether you have ever been or ever plan to go to Denver is beside the point. Of course, biasly, I do think that Colorado is one of the most beautiful states to live and visit. And if you ever do fly here, you will be coming into Denver. However, what I really want for you to do is listen through the lens of the city in which you reside. How can you discover the story of women in the places you find yourselves? Well, this summer, I curated a three-day mother-daughter experience in Denver. And half of us were from Colorado, meaning half of us had been to Denver numerous times. We kicked off our time together with a Women of Denver scavenger hunt, which I might include in the city guide. And we were walking down our our pedestrian-only kind of main vein through the city center. All of us had been there before who lived in Colorado. And prior to this, without a ton of research, I had found historical stories of women connected to at least five or six of the buildings that we were passing story of a a police chief in the early 1900s and a a doctor and a woman who ended up serving uh, Frances Perkins in the Roosevelt administration. She was the one of the first cabinet secretaries and this woman from Denver served under her as the second highest position for a woman in the entire administration and more lots of stories. And the women who were with me on this trip and their daughters were amazed to learn the stories behind these buildings that that many of them had passed many times before. So let me tell you today about just one of these women, and I'm going to share the one who the girls were most impacted by. Her name came up several times in the course of our time together, and her name is Justina Ford. Justina was born in 1871 in Illinois, Knoxville, Illinois. Her mother was a midwife, and Justina often followed her around and was known to have dissected frogs as a child. I mean, she just loved kind of the medical world, even as a young girl. And she attended medical school in Chicago, graduating in 1899, after marrying a Baptist minister, John Ford, in 1892. After graduation, uh, Justina was denied her medical license. In fact, the license examiner told her, and I quote, I feel dishonest taking a fee from you, 
was like $5. Because you've got two strikes against you to begin with. First of all, you're a lady. And second, you're colored. That's right. Justina was a black woman doctor who got a college degree and a medical degree before 1900. Can you imagine? Well, the Fords moved to Denver, and I think it was early 1900s, 1902 maybe, and you can imagine racial discrimination persisted. So she was not allowed to join the Colorado Medical Association or practice in the Denver General Hospital that used to be just a few blocks away from this pedestrian street that I mentioned, 16th Street Mall in Denver. And so that wasn't going to stop her. She decided to set up a clinic in her home, and she began treating uh, Black patients and many of the immigrant families that were around her. They lived on Curtis Street in the Five Points neighborhood, which back then was referred to as the United Nations neighborhood for all of the different languages and nationalities that lived there. In fact, it is said that Justina learned several languages just to be able to communicate with everyone. And so she practiced out of her home and she went to other people's homes. Um, She often took cabs or the streetcar and none of those people would charge her because they knew that she wasn't even charging her own patients. They were so poor and didn't have money to, to pay her. For 50 years, she practiced medicine in her home or her patients' homes and delivered over 7,000 babies, though she never had her own In fact, she was alternately called the lady doctor and the baby doctor. Finally, in 1950, she was admitted into the Colorado and American Medical Associations. Still, she was the only black female doctor in all of Denver, and she died two years later. Well, in 1984, her home was saved by the historical uh, foundation and moved to its current location, still kind of in the same neighborhood, but on California Street. And it became the home of the Black American West Museum, which I find to be a tad ironic as it isn't named after her, nor is the museum even dedicated to her work. But I digress. In 1985, she was inducted into the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame. And across the street from where her home currently is, there can be seen a bronze statue, which I do think is remarkable, seen as how there are so few statues of women in our in our whole country. And a few of those statues are specific women. So many are representative statues, like the Statue of Liberty. So that's pretty cool that there's a statue of her across the street. Justina was a persevering woman who faced 50 years of discrimination as a woman and as a black person, but she kept serving patients. In 2013, Rocky Mountain PBS did a documentary on her, and I'll link to that in the show notes. And they interviewed some of the babies that she delivered who are now in their 70s. What a ripple effect she had on that community. I see Justina as a fierce and lovely woman. She pushed against injustice and kept serving. She kept creating spaces of life and beauty for her patients, literally bringing life into this world with her hands. 
And I never would have known about her had I not looked. Listeners, where do you need to look for women in your world? What stories can you unearth? If you're up for the challenge, I'd love for you to go on the hunt and let us all know who you find in our Facebook group, Fierce and Lovely Podcast. Join us there and let's keep unearthing the story of women somewhere, sometime, and somehow. Just like your story is unfolding too. Well, if you're not yet a subscriber, go over to bethbruno.org and do that so that you'll get the Denver Guide and you can access all of the old ones and you'll be getting all of the future ones as well as lots of other freebies and resources that I provide to my email subscribers. Thanks so much for choosing to hit play on this podcast today. I hope you're inspired. I hope you're encouraged to find your own fierce and lovely story in the midst of so many incredible ones that we are surrounded by in every community that we live in across the world. This is Beth Bruno, and you've been listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast.